Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Welcome to a Super Bloom pod. It's your girl, Candace King. And oh my goodness, have I got a treat for myself today and, and you. Obviously, this podcast is about you, the listeners, and like what you want to hear and talk about. Not about me, but maybe today is just a little bit about me. Because if you've been listening to this podcast, then maybe you've heard me reference things like Dumois, or Daily Mail, or just like celebrity gossip in general. So I like to read celebrity gossip. I do. It is my thing. I am calmed by it. I think it's not like I like it's just it's just what I like to do. I like read all the Us Weekly stuff when I was younger. And now as an adult, it still is just something that soothes my brain. Some people drink herbal tea. Some people go on walks and listen to nature. Other people meditate or go to like, you know, a sound bowl class. I read Sunday spottings on Dumois. What is Dumois? Well, I'm so happy you asked. Dumois, if you've never heard about Dumois and you've been living under a rock, Dumois is an Instagram account. And this is the French version of spelling Dumois. So D-E-U-X-M-O-I. And it's an Instagram account that publishes celebrity gossip. And it's all anonymous. All of it is anonymous. And it's not just celebrity gossip. It also posts a lot about cool restaurants and, and fashion and has really created this like underground pop culture community all within just a couple of years. And I cannot wait to dive in and not only talk about, you know, maybe just a little bit of celebrity gossip, but more importantly, like, who is Dumois? How did Dumois become? How has Dumois ridden this wave of success and notoriety all while remaining anonymous? Because that is the other catch here. No one knows who Dumois is. And yeah, maybe sure, you can do some digging on the internet and kind of figure some stuff out. But everything is allegedly. We don't know all the answers. But boy, do I have a lot of questions. So enjoy my conversation with Dumois. I mean, at this point, you have to probably be pretty good at navigating situations like this and, and kind of answering questions without answering them and dodging them and, and doing that whole dance. 
Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty open about discussing anything except for, like, obviously my identity. And I don't really like to give away which celebrities, like, I converse with because I feel like, you know, because people always ask, like, which celebrities, you know, watch your stories or which celebrities do you talk to in the DMs? I don't really like to talk about that. I just like to keep that private. So those are the only two things. I Although I do talk to one of your co-stars. I know Rather I was going to say that. Frequently. <laughs> and it makes me laugh so hard because if you I'm not even going to give it away. Yeah. But if you're listening right now, the funniest thing is it's not who you think it is. It is not who you think it is because I literally was uh, like a couple of weeks like months ago, I it was like a Sunday and I was working and in in like a in around an old co-star and and so I just was talking with someone else about Dumois because it's Sunday, you know, Sunday spottings. Right. And I was just, you know, reading my my soothing material. But I said something and then this person jumped in and was like, oh, really, Dumois? Like, you know, I, I know. I know them. And I was just like, what? I know. You? I like to pretend that we're friends. We're kind of like, I guess we're kind of like IG friends. They did a really huge favor for me because there's someone in my life who is obsessed with the Vampire Diaries, who I told I was coming on this podcast with you. They were like, why didn't you tell me sooner? I was like, it just happened. So this co-star of yours made a private birthday message. Aww. Like, how nice yeah. for no, this it's- person in my life who's obsessed with the Vampire Diaries. And I was like, how nice. Like, they don't know me from a hole in the wall. And they took the time to do this. And I want it to tell everyone how nice they are, which I do often. I, I feel like if any of my listeners are listening, they'll know who I'm talking about because I do talk about this co-star and say how nice they are because they did this favor. I was like, so nice. It's a good bunch. And I, it, you know, it's like, it's a good bunch. And I think it's just been such an interesting timing to have been a part of something that was so big, but then also that is like continued to have this life and, and also given us all individual support in a way that like at this time in the industry as an actor, you don't necessarily have in the way that it used to be, which is why we're all on strike. You know, if any, and I'm not going to go into all the nuts and bolts of that, but that, you know, that's why we're all on strike. So we have this opportunity very, very fortunately to have been a part of something that, you know, at this point includes the opportunity to keep meeting people and go to conventions and comic cons and, you know, and the, the, to be a part of something that has continued to have life and can, you know, people that were, you know, teenagers are now, you know, parents or, you know, watching this with their kids. And, and so it is, I think that there's this really like beautiful, beautiful sense of like wanting to honor that because it's given and I don't want to speak for anyone else, but I, that's just the feeling that I get, you know, after all these years, whenever we all run into each other, you know, whether it's in a professional or a personal setting, it's just really lovely. And and that's oh, uh, and that doesn't happen that. all the time. I'm no. very aware of that. Yeah. No, I know. I mean, I hear all about like the behind the scenes cast drama on different shows. And, you know, obviously people still ask and they want they want the gossip from, you know, when you guys were filming, which was, <laughs> I know, which was ago? so fun because guess what? Instagram didn't really exist <laughs> then. And we had a real good time. I know. I bet. Are you going to the convention in Atlanta in December? Yes. Are you? I might <gasps> be. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I'm, I'm telling you, I'm like a huge, huge fan. And the my co-host on my podcast is also obsessed. And they reached out because I posted about it. And they were like, do you want to come? <gasps> and I asked my co-host, I was like, and she was like, absolutely. Are you kidding me? I'm, I'm oh we're going. Gosh. And I was like, okay. But I'm really excited. Like the is like my safe show. Like whenever I needed like comfort or to escape whatever was going on in my life, like I would watch it. I think I've watched the whole series like several times. And there's not that many shows that are like that. There, It's funny. It's like I, I, I get that because I have my own versions of that. Like I'm more of a, I mean, also it'd be weird if I was watching the one that I was on, (laughs) (laughs) like that would be very weird. But my versions of that are usually a lot of like half hours, a lot of like that, like I'll, I'll watch a lot of half hours just over and over and over. 
you know, or there's like certain shows that have like a specific season that kind of stands alone. And I'll just watch that. So I get it. Whenever I talk to anyone that says like, this is my comfort show, I I 100% understand that. And I think coming off of COVID in 2020, there's just a different, like, I, I just really enjoy a sense of community in a in a different way like I, I say this all the time on this podcast and in my life my favorite place in the whole world is an airport bar because I think everyone's just so open and vulnerable and you know maybe kicking back a glass of wine you're in transit and you're just having these really special moments and for some reason I, I took that for granted before and I feel like that kind of sentiment like I get that same feeling when someone wants to come and share a really personal reason as to why they you know, loved the show that I was so lucky enough to be a part of. And and I was such a small part of. And, you know, it's really just like, I think the writing and the storytelling are so like such the heart. It has like such a specific rhythm to, you know, the show itself and why people, you know, find such comfort in it. But anyway, I could go on and on about that. But I you love know, listening to you talk <laughs> about it. Are you kidding? <laughs> you know a lot about, you know, what it means to bring a community together. And so I like there's essentially and and correct me if i'm wrong cuz everything is slightly ambiguous to a certain degree but there's kind of like two phases to dumois and like i'm i'm know all about dumois i've gotten like so many of my friends into it and but like and i'm a little later to the game i just really got into it think like i'm like was it last year it was i real you really hooked me with like the harry olivia and then when she oh. like joined in with the salad dressing i was like all right it's we could we we're allowed to do this we're all everyone's <laughs> playing everyone's in it start like you it really took up like picked up steam as far as like celebrity pop culture sightings like kind of tidbits in 2020 or am i wrong well in 2021 is when the sightings and the more current news was being posted about because in 2020, everything was shut down. And that's when the account started during quarantine. So like, like, like I was saying, people wanted to know about what filming was like on the Vampire Diaries. And that was like 10 years ago. So those are the kind of things I was sharing in the beginning. Old stories, old encounters that people were having with celebrities because the world was shut down. So nothing new was happening. So that's how the community really started. It was just people that were in the same position as I was, which was home and scared and not knowing what was going on in the world and wanting to distract themselves and who liked celebrity and pop culture. I mean, that's as simple. That's a simple explanation of exactly how the account started. And then in 2021, with the Harry and Olivia relationship being exposed, that's when the relationship took. A, that's when I'm sorry, the account took a turn. I received a tip that they were at a wedding in Santa Barbara and it was a blind item. So it didn't say their names. And I just posted it, not really knowing who it was about. And then a week later, the paparazzi, or a couple days later, the paparazzi pictures were released of them at this wedding. And people were shocked that they were a couple. So that was really the turning point in January of 2021 when the world started to like get back to normal a little bit. In a four-week period, I received tips about that, about Channing Tatum and Zoe Kravitz dating, about Kim Kardashian and Kanye West's divorce, about Kendall Jenner starting 818 Tequila, and Margaret Qualley and Shia LaBeouf had broken up. And I received tips on those items before the news was able to report them. And that's when my account sort of became like this place for people to spill the news before it made official celeb media headlines. Was there a part of you that started receiving these tips that are also, you know, include divorce and maybe interesting timelines? They're rooted a lot in like relationships as well. And and, and that's not the whole account. Like, honestly, that's uh, my favorite is honestly just like the Sunday spottings. Like, I'm like, so I want to know what type of coffee Timothy Chalamet yeah. is drinking. <laughs> like, I don't know exactly. why it's like my New York crossword puzzle. Like, it yeah. just like relaxes my brain and makes me feel like I'm at a nail salon in 2004 reading an Us Weekly. And it just makes me really happy. But w- when, you know, obviously this be- started to become like th- th- these are some big like 
ticket items. These are big right. things that even mag or a lot of other websites would have probably been, you know, bursting down the door to get information like this. Was there a part of you that felt any sort of hesitation or or like once it was posted that you were like, wait, what does this mean? Am I getting myself into something that maybe I'm not ready to handle? Well, I consider like breakups, divorce, couplings, like low stakes gossip. So if I had posted that, you know, Channing Tatum and Zoe Kravitz were dating and it winded up not being correct, like what what's the harm in that? I didn't really see that there was anything, you know, that could have happened that if the information was wrong. You know, so th mm -hmm. it was a it was a bad tip. So I try to keep it low stakes gossip, but I love that you appreciate the more mundane pieces because that's the stuff that I like too. And I very often will do series like what's the celebs coffee order? What perfume or cologne are celebs wearing? What do celebs order at restaurants? Like I'll do series like that. And some people like yourself really get into it and really appreciate it. But other people are like, this is so boring, you know? So I kind of have to keep that balance where it's the mundane stuff that people like you and I like, but also the little bit more salacious stuff that I'm considering low stakes gossip. Like I'm not going to post about someone with a drug addiction. I'm not going to post about someone going to rehab. I'm not going to post about a celebrity, you know, God forbid, passing away because I've received that information before it was <laughs> made public. But that's the stuff I stay away from. So I try to keep it light and fun. But if I get something wrong that is like, you know, so-and-so didn't break up, but I posted they did, then I correct myself. You're really good about correcting yourself and in a very timely manner and highlighting it. It's not just like a whoops, whatever, you, you make sure to really point it out. And speaking of fun, that is like a very important <laughs> part of like what you make sure is said before any posting, before any posting series, like you even within your bio, you're like, this is like, this is all for F-U-N fun. This is not, I cannot, none of this can be proven. This is, these are anonymous tips. Like we are here. I'm not trying, like you cannot take everything as fact. Like that is something that's been really important to you. Do you, did you feel like you had to clarify that as things kind of picked up or? Yes, exactly. You know, as the account gained more followers, you know, a lot more people and celebrities started to figure out what I was posting about. I just wanted to be clear. You know, I was honest. And where do you really see that in the news media? I mean, listen, like I'm, I'm operating on the same playing field as a page six and a daily mail. They're getting tips. I'm getting tips. Do you know what I mean? But yeah. they're not always honest about how they're reporting their information. Why, why can't we be? Why is that a bad thing? Why, yeah. why can't I say I'm not 100% sure if this is true? They're not probably 100% sure that the stuff they, they post yeah. is true yes. either. Yes. You know what I mean? But yes. I, why can't I be honest about it? I mean, I feel like people appreciate that honesty. And if something is reliable, like, you know, for example, I broke that Timothy Chalamet and Kylie Jenner were dating. I was the first account to break that. You know, I am honest with my audience and I'll say this is coming from a reliable source or I'll say you know, this is coming from an anonymous source and it's not reliable. Yeah. But wh why can't we state that? I don't see, I don't think that that's a bad thing. Yeah. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. 
J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Have you read The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo? No, but my audience is obsessed with that book and the adaptation. I know. It's so good, first of all. But it also kind of, it's old Hollywood and a lot of like, you know, PR strategies and stuff like that. So this has been going on for, and obviously that's a fictionalized book, but it just, it still is rooted in a lot of, you know, the, the structure of old Hollywood and so this has been going on for a long time. And even like the, all those Us Weekly photos and the magazines and people like it's all very curated. It's a lot of it's purposeful, not all of it. But there is a, there is also a huge part of it that is PR strategy. So it's not just like it, there is a part of it where I can't even imagine, you know, someone who has a level of success where they can't go to the grocery store, you know, or have to fear for their lives and be constantly surrounded by security and people are showing up at their home. Like, I cannot imagine that at all. I'm speaking more to like kind of where people are able to kind of have a little bit of both and people, you know, feed the machine per se. Like it's not just a predatory world 100 percent there there is a back and forth there is a dance between like the pr world and also the you know publishing world even digital publishing yeah 100 percent. i agree with you and you know i actually deal with the fans and the different fandoms on a daily basis and there is a lot of scary stuff going on behind the scenes. Sometimes I'll post about it because I'm like, <laughs> we all need to be aware. Even like, you know, celebrities. Hey, guys, like you need to be aware that there are these like places, deep places, deep, dark places of the Internet that people are, you know, discussing their favorite celebrities. Even sometimes like, you know, plotting, spreading false rumors about them. Mm-hmm. I've seen that happen. And that's scary. And, you know, I, I will definitely warn people when I can. I've I've warned celebrities or tried to get information to celebrities about this type of thing privately as well when I find out something might be up. That's happened a couple times. So, you know, I definitely don't promote stalking. I definitely don't promote any sort of crazy fandom behavior. It's funny because I know everyone wants to probably everyone wants to know who you are right now. Everyone wants to know about your identity right now. But I'm very curious about who you were in high school. Like what? Because <laughs> when I think because I have asked myself so often and not just me asking myself, but so many friends of mine are like, what? Why the fuck are you so into like what? Why? <laughs> like, is that we that is kind of strange that I just like I've always loved it. I, I, lo- I loved and lived for Us Weekly in the early aughts and like throughout the thousands. And, you know, and I it, see I love some seek Daily Mail. I can't help it. And like I love Dumois. Like like it's just I don't know why. But I've also always like if if I ha- like think back to like Mean Girls, like I would be the one who's like I saw Katie Heron wearing <laughs> you know cargo pants and flip flops. So I bought cargo pants and flip flops. Like I've just been enamored. Like I just remember being enamored by like the the popular kids. And I think there's still a part of me that just like you know, sees like 
is very comfortable in the corner at the lunchroom, like watching the popular kids table and just wondering what that must be like. You know what I mean? Like, what, who yeah. were you in high school? What what lunch table were you at? Were you Katie Heron or were you were you trying to get cargo pants and flip flops? I was I mean, I don't think I was Katie Heron. I mean, I, I was a cheerleader. I don't know if that <laughs> I know it's so stereotypical, but I was a cheerleader and I very much very much loved being a cheerleader. I loved everything about being a teenager. You know, I was kind of bad. I like drank and smoked cigarettes behind, you know, my friend's parents' garage and had parties when my parents would go to dinner for two hours. You know, people, everyone would come over and drink. Yeah, I think I had a, I had a great experience. I had a great childhood. I grew up in a, a very small town, but it was a lot of fun. I'm still best friends with people that I went to elementary school and high school with. Those, those are my that. best friends. Yeah. So I had a great experience. I have, I have no complaints whatsoever. I mean, I did look up to the older popular girls. I, I will say that. So if like somebody like, let's say like, you know, somebody in my grade I was friends with, it was like their older siblings were the ones that like we looked up to. Yeah. No complaints. No complaints in high school. I'd go back in a minute for 24 hours just to really? remember. Oh, yeah, for sure. Just to remember what it was like, you know. I mean, I don't want to age myself, but so many just like fun things that don't exist anymore. I didn't grow up in the age of social media. So it was just a different time. Yeah. Yeah. It, 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 the world seems safer. I mean, maybe I, you know, we we would call our town a little bit of a bubble. So you know, I'm sure there were a lot of things going on in the world, but I just wasn't exposed to it. Yeah. So. It's so funny. Like, I would not go back to high school. I also left high school as soon as I possibly could. I left halfway through my junior year and moved to L.A. And my mom came out with me until I was 18. But I was I, I was also naughty in those high school years where but the only difference was it was L.A. So it's like my version oh. of like drinking and, and smoking for the first time was it like a like a Hollywood premiere? <laughs> okay, right. That's a lot different. I was in the suburbs. <laughs> like, like literally, I just remember being like, this is awesome. There's open bars. <laughs> like, this is so yeah. much better than all these like house parties I was going to. <laughs> yeah. And it was just a very different world. But I think that that's where I got the bug bite, too, is that I just when I moved to L.A., I was I, I kind of fell into this group of like very successful young actors in the industry. And I and I would go and visit them on their sets and I would go with them to events and premieres and parties. But I was always a friend. I was always a friend like holding the bag and, you know, always the friend kind of like, you know, I, I remember being there like at Ledoux's opening night back in oh the my day. God, yes, oh, yeah. Ledoux. And being like, oh, gosh, the hills are filming again. You know, <laughs> it's just like, but I was always there like on the sidelines. And me and my friends, there was a time where like half of us were all per like celebrity personal assistants, you know, at the same time. And it was just like a very funny way to experience, you know, young adulthood in Los Angeles, especially at a time when people were just like so hungry and voracious for like this the scene that existed there where I think it's like now it's definitely more New York New York is kind of it feels like that in a different way but but yeah it just for some reason it just like it's like putting like my old favorite record on from like you know 16 to you know 19 is like what I feel like when I read my Sunday spottings I'm like ah oh, like it's, it's just like the olden days I love that <laughs> I love that you have that nostalgia so would you go back to that time for 24 hours Ooh, may maybe a Friday night at Ledoux okay maybe I do that <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Maybe I would lay do that. Okay. It was very, very fun. There was a lot of dancing. You know, those girls that are like so fucking annoying. They're just like, I just want to go dancing. Like that's still. Yeah, but it was so fun. But it back. was so I mean, fun. I know. Yeah. I mean, even, you know, after college, I went to college. We would go out in the city. We would go out in New York City and we would go to clubs all the time. It was so fun to just go on the dance floor and dance. I don't know. It was, I know. It was more innocent. I don't. I don't know. I wasn't into like drugs or anything. I mean, I definitely drank, but just to like get drunk and let loose on the dance floor, I would die to do that now. I know, and not feel like you're gonna die the next day. 
be like, oh my gosh, that was so fun. Yeah. I even think I got a workout. I was dancing so much. After those 12 vodka Red Bulls, I feel fantastic. Yes, exactly. Exactly. I know. Now I'm like three margaritas in being like, well, I guess the rest of the week is shot because I'm not going to be able to think tomorrow. It's so true. Oh, God. Well, you've been on quite the roller coaster ride then in just such a short period of time, because not only, you know, and if you if for anyone listening that doesn't know Dumois or have not visited uh, the Instagram, your Instagram handle to really understand what it is. I mean, like it, it has a huge following, a very dedicated, loyal following. You so wonderfully and so smartly, because I've also read that there there's a period of time. I mean, you you are on all day like that little that little ring highlight on Instagram is going, 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 going. And that is a that's a lot of that's a lot of work. And in the way that you've been able to monetize it, I think is one just so fun because your merch is fantastic on top of like the brands who are now coming to you. But there was a period of time where this wasn't monetized. You were just in the hustle. So you were in New York. You were working at a fashion, it, like in in the fashion industry at a fashion house. And you you started like finding yourself really dedicating more and more time to this before you were able to quit your job and make this your full-time job, correct? Yes, correct. I did this for about, wow, I want to say a year, over a year. I had both. I had a full-time job and I would run the account. So not only was I running the account while I was at work, because like you said, this is, it's nonstop. Like I don't have really a day off. I try to take Saturdays off, but obviously if something big happens, like I remember Taylor Swift and Joe Alwyn broke up on a Saturday night and I was like, oh, damn, like <laughs> that was my whole night. I was up until like two in the morning dealing with like, you know, DMs because people come to me. It's like they, you know, they're, they're like, what's happening? What's going on? And but then like I also need a minute to try to reach out to my sources and find out what's going on. But yeah, so it's nonstop for a year over a year. I did both. I had a full time job in fashion and I ran the account and I don't know, I just saw potential in the brand. Yeah. What um, were you like emotionally knowing how much it was probably I'm imagining physically taking out of you because even me just putting together like one real, you know, one bra- yeah. like one reel that I did <laughs> do for for a work and like a collaboration. I'm like by the end of that, I'm just like, oh, my gosh, my eyes are falling out of my head and I'm exhausted. <laughs> it's like it's, you know, that kind of I mean, you must be on your phone all day at that point on top of having another job. I mean, what was the potential that you saw? What was what was that like inciting incident or that like the, that moment that specifically or that little whisper that said, lean into this. There's something here. I have to say it was honestly the community giving me encouragement. I received so many messages in the beginning and so many nice words from strangers, people I didn't know. And that's what kept me going because in the beginning when it wasn't monetizing and I will say I decided to sell merch to monetize because I was like, this is taking up the amount of time is a real full-time job. Like I need something back to, to keep me going besides the nice words from the, from the audience. But in the beginning when, the, when I didn't have merch and that was from March, 2020 to December, 2020. So a pretty long stretch of working on this account, pretty much, you know, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. It was the people. I just received the nicest messages and they were like, I love your account. It's a distraction. Or I would have like mother's new mothers message me like I read your account while I'm breastfeeding and like are putting my kid to bed or nurses because it was during COVID would message me and be like, we read your posts out loud, you know, when we're on a nurse break and we love it. It's such a distraction from what's going on. So I was like something inside me was like, I just have to keep this going. And it was hard. You know, once you become a presence on the Internet, you open yourself up to a lot of backlash, even being an anonymous person. And it was hard. I was just, I'm just a normal person. You know, I don't need people, you know, messaging me that I'm an idiot or, you know, I'm stupid or I'm invasive to celebrities or what a horrible person I am. But that was happening a lot in the beginning. And I just ignored it and I powered through and I kept going. And that summer of 2020, New York Times reached out 
to do a article on me and me account. And I was like, oh my God, <laughs> what's happening? And then Vanity Fair came along and then Vice Media came along and then Elle Magazine came along. And then, you know, the press, you know, ever, a lot of people wanted information about what it was like running this account, why I was anonymous. And the reason I was anonymous in the beginning was because I had the full-time job and I didn't want my boss to know that I was spending so much time, you know, running this account during the day. And, and honestly, I was a little embarrassed, you know, like I said, like I'm not Gen Z, I'm, a, you know, a little bit more seasoned and why would I do this? You know what I mean? Why would I try to make a career out of this? I, I never wanted to be an influencer. I'm not like a YouTuber. You know, that's what kids these days, when you ask them what they want to be, some of these young kids are like, I want to be a YouTuber when I grow up or I want to be an influencer. That was never an option or a job for me growing up. I mean, I had a career in fashion. So I was a little bit embarrassed what, what people would think. People that knew me, not, not people that didn't know me, but people that knew me. But I just kept it going. And then when I dropped the first merch and put up the website and they, this friend hooked me up with a manufacturer who was handling all the shipping and the printing. And I just watched the numbers go up and I started bawling, crying. I like couldn't believe it. So I was like, I can't give this up. And I literally switched careers. Like I went from working in fashion to, you know, I consider myself working in like news media. Like that's yeah. what it is really. And hopefully, you know, in 10 years or however long it takes, I will be just as respected as like, you know, a page six or a Daily Mail. I mean, I think that the diehard audience and the diehard readers do respect what I post in that same light or even more. But then there's also so many people that give me shit still about running the account. So. Well, I'm sure like my assumption in which would people would like try to give you shit is would be saying like, oh, well, you just want to be famous yourself. Like in the basically alluding to the gossip girl, you know what I mean? Like, oh, you're just right. trying to be gossip girl. XOXO. Right. Like you just want to be famous. Now you have all the attention. Now you're going to be like, you just want to go hang out with these celebrities that you write about and like have this whole persona. But then the flip side of that is then getting told, well, then why are you hiding? Right. If you're not proud of what you're <laughs> right. doing, then why are you hiding? Then come out of hiding. Right. And then if you came out of hiding, people would be like, oh, there, see, you just want the attention. You want the spotlight on you. <laughs> right. It's like you can't win. You can't but, win. You know, and I don't reap any benefits from running the account that I could be. Like you said, you know, if people would consider hanging out with celebrities a benefit, like I, I could be going to concerts and going to events and, you know, having drinks with celebrities that I talk to on, on DM. I don't do any of that because that's not really my motivation for running the account at this point. Like I said, the community is still what's keeping me going. It's definitely the people. And to be honest with you, it's very, very lucrative. Yeah. <laughs> it's a very, you know, lucrative business. I have a lot of different outlets to to make money through the account and I'm constantly working on them daily. So well, it's not even just outlets as far as merch. I for everyone listening, I mean, you also have a book. Yes. Anon, please. And you also have, it's been, op has it, it's officially been optioned. It's, it's been optioned. The writer strike, I don't know what's happening. Everything's on hold. They had a certain amount of time to develop the series and time's ticking. So I did write a book <laughs> to even be considered, like to even, for even them to be interested. I was like, is this real? Like, I still, I still don't think it's hit me that that even happened because I just keep moving every day, you know, like I, I can't even stop to really celebrate the big moments. My best friend said to me the other day, like, I, I feel like we haven't even like celebrated, you know, some of these big things you're doing and I just don't have time. Like I just, I just keep moving and keep go on to the next thing and what's happening in the news. And, you know, Joe Jonas is now getting a divorce and what the people want to know about that. So it's like I don't even really stop to realize what has been going on the past three years. Yeah. For when when did you come up with a non, please? I didn't come up with it. The the people came up with it. Really? So, yeah. So people people that it's were sending so good. In, people it's that your were XOXO. I know. And back to the gossip girl thing, like I never 
I never likened myself to Gossip Girl. I was never like, I'm the modern day Gossip Girl. That was just people saying that because of the similarities in my account and Gossip Girl. That's not what I set out to do. Everything was not planned. It, it happened exactly how I described, you know, earlier earlier when we were speaking. It just happened by accident. But a non-please was because people were submitting stories and they didn't want me to post their handle, which obviously I wouldn't. So at the end of them submitting whatever they were submitting, they would say anonymous, please. And then one day somebody shortened it to a non-please and it just caught on. And it's now so good. everyone says it, you know, and it got to a point a couple of years ago, people were like, why are people saying anonymous, please and non-please? They know you're not going to post where it's coming from. And I was like, it's just the thing to say. They like, like to say it. I, I don't know what to tell you. Like I never encouraged it. <laughs> never. It's just crazy. The power of a community is wild. Yeah. I'm trying to think because deadline is a very like deadline is, um is it's a website blog where a lot of the film and telev television industry go to for updates about what's going on, you know, things being bought, like a, a lot of like industry news. But at one point, like this just hit me back in the day. I feel like deadline was kind of a little bit like industry gossip a little it bit. Was. For the, right. No, I, Am I yeah, you're remembering right. this wrong? Yes. Yeah, someone told me about this recently. I didn't know it either. And somebody told me about it and I forget who started it. There is a person who started it and I don't know their name. It's, I forget it's her bad. name. Yeah. It's, it was a woman. I think she died recently. Oh my God. Yeah. She, I feel like she was like an agent at one point, but yeah. and yes. I could be getting this all wrong. I can fact check this towards the end. Nikki, yes, Fink, that's what it yes. was. Yes, 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 yes. 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 But, but and now it is like it is it is a very it's like a respected news source for the industry. And I feel like because from the but it, and it was it was kind of this like slightly salacious like industry gossip, you know, blog for a while. And what I think is so interesting, what I appreciate about Dumois is that it has just felt elevated from the very beginning. And there is like this fun like you know, and where it's not just all like, let me tell you this. It's also like restaurants and like fashion stuff. And like, and you also engage with the community so much where like you're posting, you know, people want to submit photos of them and, and or people finding people wearing the Dumois merch and then yeah. submit that. And it's so much fun. But like, I could see like, it, like in hearing you talk about like seeing this become like this elevated news source, you know, I just had this moment of like wondering for people listening, like if they like what they would think hearing you say that. And I and I was like, no, this is this. There is an outline for this. Like this like deadline has become a very respect. Like it is a respectable news source for the industry. And I feel like that is 100 percent what Dumois could be on the track to be in the long run. And I think that that is like the way that you're structuring it already is just is it like lends itself to that. Like, do you do you map out your kind of five year plan? Like, have you because you, you've obviously realized very quickly upon that first March drop, like, holy shit, this is a business, you know, mama's in business, baby. And <laughs> like, let's go. And when you have a business, you really have to think about like, what are the long term goals here? And this is a really specific, unique, you know, form of journalism and a space within, you know, technology that is constantly changing. Like, how do you balance, you know, one, having you know, a business that's also run on a like social media app with that's like constantly changing. And and two, like, how do you have that like long term goal system set up? Like, what is your relationship with setting goals for yourself? Well, to answer your first question, I'm creating my own app. Ah. And it's it's coming out this fall. And, you know, there's going to be different phases to it and different stages. But the initial launch will be revolving around restaurants Ooh. and hotels and spas and all the recommendations and all the sightings that people submit will now be in one place and easy for them to look up and search. My whole thing, which again, like I love how insightful, I mean, do you want to work for me? <laughs> hey, I'm on strike. So uh, mama needs a job. What are we doing? You like get it so well. Like <laughs> the reason I post like the restaurants and, you know, the fashion and, you know, you can get this here is because I think people like to feel like a like they're a celebrity. And this is how you could live like a celebrity without being without being one. 
And that's the information that I like to provide. And that's what gets me excited. So that is that was the idea around, you know, taking all the restaurant information that I post every week and putting it in one place. So the app will launch. That will be the first phase. Hopefully, all my information will be on this app at one point. But, you know, I will never abandon Instagram. That is, you know, where I was founded. But I I can't rely, like you said, on someone else's platform. It's not good business to have all your eggs in one basket. Yeah. Where I see this going is I kind of love the barstool sports model where there's like a bunch of creators working under the same umbrella. There's nothing like that for celebrity news. So I would love to create something like that. Where there's so much untapped talent out there, especially on TikTok. I mean, do people even watch E! News and Access Hollywood anymore? Like they go on TikTok and they they you know, watch these people deliver quote unquote news in front of a green screen. Like they're, you know, news reporters. Mm. And I think there's some people that do it very well. There's a a lot of people that aren't responsible with the information they're providing. And I think that's how rumors and gossip, bad rumors and gossip spread. But there are people that do it responsibly and do it very well. And why can't we all work together? Why can't we lay do it responsibly (laughs) and lay do it well? (laughs) Yeah. So I would love to get that going and we'll see. We'll see. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. What I mean, this is this is a, you know, whether whether we want to say that we're in the like social media business or not, like we all are to a certain, you know, it's like so much industry is rooted in like the ability to self promote and also kind of navigate all these social media platforms for any one listening who owns their own business and who is kind of navigating, you know, like real like heavily relying on social media for that is there like one pitfall piece of advice that you like one of the things that kind of scraped your knee at the beginning where you're like oop I learned that lesson that's kind of stuck with you to this point I mean I would say don't put like I just said don't put all your eggs in one basket don't rely on don't build your home on someone else's house which was exactly why I started things like my podcast or I have a newsletter you know there has to be other ways you're getting people information. Even if you're a fashion influencer, you know what I mean? Don't rely just on Instagram to market yourself. Mm-hmm. Cut, you know, branch out, cover your bases. You're going to reach more people that way. Okay. Now can we gossip about celebrities for <laughs> the last 10 minutes? Sure. Sure. what's the story that like you could not get enough of like when you were posting it you're like I need someone to send me more information now because this is insane like is there anything that just like keeps you up at night that you still think back on being like wow what a wild ride oh gosh I guess you know the Harry and Olivia stuff 
Oh my god! Yeah, drama. Like little I, Miss I got slow. Like yeah, the walking Miss- in with the Aperol spritz and that like purple like. Oh, oh yes, the Valentino outfit. It yes, it was crazy because that was also like the story that wouldn't stop. Right, yes. the gossip started while they were filming. The gossip started you know, after they were filming and then the gossip continued a year after they were filming. So that whole saga and then Harry Styles making out with Emily Ratajkowski in Tokyo. And, you know, I had heard that he was talking to Olivia at that time. I don't think they made a clean break. I don't think that they broke up and was like, bye, never see you again. They were talking, they were FaceTiming. And then whoever caught him and Emily making out in Tokyo, they changed history for that couple because I think Olivia was like, I'm done. It's over for, for good. And now we see, you know, Harry obviously is dating Taylor Russell. So I mean, that really was the craziest. That, that was, was that was how like literally any of my friends who weren't reading Dumois, I was like, hold on first, (laughs) just here's an article that catches you up and then, and then just dive in. You just got to get in there because trying to explain that spider web, like that woven story (laughs) from the very beginning just was, it is, it was so funny and it was so, it wasn't, it was just funny that we as a society got so wrapped up in it. I can't imagine it. The people who were going through it, I'm sure it wasn't funny. But the only reason why I use the word funny is at a certain point when you're posting a salad dressing. I'm like, all right, all right. The, the, we're we're allowed so, to like the salad dressing is what was, got me. <laughs> it was so great. And then the recipe for the so salad great. dressing and then people were making the salad dressing. <laughs> it was just such a la- it's such a layered story. And then her getting served the papers at like CinemaCon from Jason Sudeikis oh and God. then the nanny coming out oh, and talking about it. And then, you know, the Little Miss Flow video getting leaked. I mean, it was wild. It and was you know, wild. You know what blows my mind is like, you know, obviously I heard a lot of different sides to the story. I never really heard Harry Styles' side. Very little came out from his side about how he was handling all this drama. So, I mean, he has a great group of people surrounding him that obviously don't gossip and keep their mouth shut. Oh, and then Harry supposedly spitting on Chris Pine at the event. I mean, it was just so wild. So that was definitely... uh, It was uh, like a movie. You know, it was like a movie. Oh, God. It was so good. Poor guy. Okay, so do you get more, like, I know you get tips from industry people. Do you get more tips from people, like, actors themselves or, like, celebrities themselves? Or do you, like, or do you have, like, specific PR companies that, like, like, you're getting, I know you're getting tips from people that are also... Yeah, I think okay, so I don't I don't really work with publicists. Like I make it a rule because I never believe anything they tell me anyway. Like even if they tell me something, I'm like, "Come on." Like so, there've been times where I've been like, "I know you're lying to me <laughs> because I'm hearing from actual people the truth." So I really really try not to work with publicists, but yes, of course, you know, I've encountered them throughout the years. Celebrities only a few have come forward to correct information to correct wrong information. Do I think celebrities submit anonymous tips through email? Yes. Can you tell? Can you tell when they do? I mean, there's just some information that's sometimes submitted that's just too specific, too accurate. It's written a certain way. You could tell a fan didn't write it. So I think that that's the outlet that they probably use. I also think that maybe sometimes I've received information from Finstas and not their normal Finstas because, you know, ce- uh, celebrities. Do you have a Finsta? No, I don't. Okay. And I'm not lying. <laughs> like, okay. I'm just not. Celebrities cool. have Finstas, but they're just like, <laughs> you know, some of them are obvious. But then I think there's like Finstas with like no picture, like really weird names. And someone will submit information that's oddly specific. And I'm like, OK, this has to be someone either the person or someone very close to the person that knows this stuff. But yeah, no, they're pretty covert about it. Interesting. If they do. Yeah. And so, and then also your thing is like, if someone asks you to stop talking about them, you, you, do you make up those nicknames? Like the dino, dino headphones? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, um, oh yeah. Like safe sex mayor, John Mayer's safe sex. 
I mean, people, this is like one of my most asked questions because now people just refer to him as safe sex. It was rumored that, you know, when he was younger and would go on tour, he would take women back to his tour bus and not have actual sex, but masturbate or, or, you know, pleasure himself in front of them. And that's how he would get off. So there would be no penetration, which to me is the safest sex there is. So I started calling him safe sex. Now, is this one, one tip? No. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. He, he didn't get that nickname from one tip, Candace. He got that oh. nickname from several of the same type of tips that oh. he would do this. So I was like, hey, the guy's, in, you know, safe sex. He wants to right. he wants to feel pleasure. He wants to, you know, have these girls back to his uh, tour bus, but safely. Safely, yeah. So that's no baby mamies running no, around. No baby mamies. No baby mamies that I know about. And then Leonardo DiCaprio was headphones dino bones because he famously wears headphones during intercourse, and he collects dinosaur bones. He is a collector of actual dinosaur fossils. So <laughs> this is true. I, I, mean, I just I, it's so ridiculous that it's true. He has a fossil hanging in his foyer of his house, or or he did in one of his houses. Somebody who went to a party at his house had taken a picture and sent me. I've posted it several times. I actually haven't posted it in a while. But yes, he has a a dinosaur fossil hanging in his foyer. And so headphones, dino bones. So those are the two, I think, main nicknames that stuck. But there were a slew of nicknames in the beginning that I would give celebrities. But celebrities never minded the nicknames. I think some celebrities just don't feel comfortable being posted about for a variety of reasons. But it's not that many. It's only like of all the celebrities I post about, like four. There's like four or five people on the list. Who've asked you to please stop. And do do you you listen? Do you respect Yeah, I mean, one person asked me to stop because I think that they were just feeling really uncomfortable. One person who's actually in my book would just bitch me out every time I would post something about them and tell me I know I don't know what I'm talking about. So I just to, to that person, I said it was an actress. I was like, OK, fine. I'm never posting about you again. It's like not worth hearing from you every time, you know, I post something. And it was about their dating life. It wasn't even like anything that serious. And then a comedian, I will say a male comedian through his wife, I've never talked about this, actually. I guess they're just private and he didn't want to be posted about. I offered that one. I said, I just won't post about about your husband. Another person I offered. Again, there was a situation and I offered. So really, like, it's all offering. No one really asked. It's all just me having conversations, sensing that somebody is uncomfortable with the format and not me not wanting to make people feel uncomfortable, whether you're a celebrity or not. So me just offering. No one really has come out and asked. Which is, I'm also thinking that anyone listening to this who might be thinking like, oh my gosh, like you're saying all, you're putting all this personal information out and I'm sure you're getting asked not to do it all the time. I'm not. No. Yeah. It's four, it's like four times, four times. And it's, I literally just like went through all the scenarios. It's like, you know, four times and just people just not coming out and asking me just being like okay well don't worry about it like you won't see your name here and they're just like thank you you know except for the one actress who like bitches me out all the time <laughs> oh I have a I want to guess so bad I'm not oh gonna right she's now she's in my book she's so crazy I mean whatever and she dates like so many people and it was like it was about her dating life it wasn't even like that big of a deal but she got so mad because I'll tell you why. I'll give you this hint she was she was publicly dating this pretty big celebrity who had just gone through a divorce. They were linked together. I think I had posted they he dumped her or something along those lines. And she did not like that. She didn't like that. All right. I'm going to think on this. I'm going to okay. go back to reveal more and try to figure it out. <laughs> okay. <laughs> who Who's your big fish? Who's your big fish that you're just like, if I could be in a room with them oh, or gosh. like, I have a feeling I know what it is just from reading one of your interviews. Oh, uh, were you going to say Jennifer Aniston? No, I was going to say the Olsons. I feel like oh, Jennifer Aniston would be like cool. But I feel like the Olsons. I've met Mary-Kate Olsen before the account. <gasps> and yeah. she spoke words like you she met her, met her just saw her from across the room? No, I went up <gasps> to her because I'm a huge fan. I was also drunk. It was in New York City. at uh, It was after work. 
me and all my coworkers were having drinks and she walked into the restaurant. She was doing an interview. I don't know with what magazine. And I waited until the interviewer got up and went to the bathroom and I went over to her table and I was like, can I get a picture? And this was, I think this was also like kind of before social media. I just wanted it for myself because I'm a huge fan. And she was like, you can get one on the way out, but I'm in the middle of an interview. Like she literally said it like that. She was just like, you can get one on the way out, but I'm in the middle of an interview. That's exactly how I want her to speak. Uh-huh. And then I saw her leave and I was like, God, I don't care how drunk I am. I'm not going up to her again. So then she just left. But at least I got to speak to her and she was like semi nice about it, you know? I just want like them to like push past me in their long, beautiful coats. And yeah. Just- know what they I smell know. like <laughs> and, I, and listen I would never go up to a celebrity it was like that was she was my big fish I guess I like yeah. was like oh my god that's Mary Kate fucking Olsen like I can't like she's my like top five you know so I did it I like did I think I did like four shots of like SoCo before I like went after I was so nervous <laughs> because I, I wouldn't normally do that you know but I was like I can't you know let this opportunity go like yeah. when am I going to be in her presence I feel like they're just like royalty of New York. Exactly. Like silent royalty. I know. It was great. Um, Speaking of New York, I realize I'm kind of answering my own question because probably not because you're anonymous. But if you're not getting a kickback from Carbone, (laughs) I swear. (laughs) I'm not getting a kickback from Carbone. Do you get easy reservations? Yes, I can get reservations anytime I want, but I'm not getting a kickback. No. I mean, that again, that just happened naturally. It was the audience who gravitated towards being obsessed with Carbone. And, you know, listen, like Carbone's great, but I want to say sometimes like, guys, like go someplace else, like set your sights (laughs) on getting reservations someplace else. Like I've been tempted so many times to write that. I think what I'm going to do is I'm when I launch my app, because it's a restaurant app, I'm going to do like a giveaway and I'm going to pay for people's dinner around the time I launch the app. But I mean, I'm, you know, hopefully they won't want to go to Carbone. I, there's so many great restaurants in yeah. New York. I love that. I truly cannot like thank you enough for hanging out with me. I have been so excited. Thank you. Like and, and I really do want to say like I the way the way that you obviously engage within your community, but you walk within the community that follow you, it's really fun. Then the line that you walk, it is, it's obviously pop culture. It's like celebrity news, but you're coming at it from a very, just a very, there's, there's kindness, there's grace and there's, and there is journalism there. And I'm really excited to watch you continue to, to, build your brand and also grow your career. It's just been really exciting to watch in the short amount of time that I've been following you. And so, you know, and what's also very fun is anyone I know in the industry that, you know, if, you know, Dumois comes up, have the best things to say. So I always hear really positive things. Truly. Thank you. Thank you so much. That That means a lot. I try, you know, it's not easy being on, like we said, being on social media is not easy. Changing your career midlife is also not easy, but I highly recommend it for people that aren't happy or they feel stuck because that's exactly how I felt. I felt stuck and I wasn't happy doing what I was doing. And this is hard work and it's 24 seven, but I've never been more fulfilled. Yeah. It's so funny. I like so many young people and I, and I say this a lot, but I've, I've stepdaughters who are in their late teens and early twenties. And so not even just conversations with them, but maybe conversations with their friends this idea that like you should know what you're going to do with the rest of your life, you know, that we ask seniors in high school, like, so what are you going to do? Where are you going to go? Who are you going to be? And then, you know, we ask people in their 20s, like, what are you doing? Well, what's the next thing that you're going to doing? How are you going to better on this? And you you feel like you're ha- you have to know exactly who you are and what you want. And that's actually not the point of life. And I feel like the, there's that I don't know if that's solely an American thing or if that's just a global thing at this point. But I, the more that I've had conversations, you know, specifically with women too, on this pod, like in this form and on this kind of form, like a podcast, it's a lot of women who are in their 30s, 40s and 50s who suddenly just shift their career and start something new and kind of lean into joy and let themselves be surprised by what life is kind of showing them and presenting them. And I wish that we just have the ability to teach that to like these young kids right now and not put so much gosh darn pressure to like pick a lane and stick to it for the rest of your life. I agree. I agree. And I mean, I never thought that I'd be in this position if you asked me 10 years ago. 
where I thought I'd be. I don't know. Like I said, I've never felt more fulfilled. And working for yourself is also something that it's totally different. I love that. Well, I could talk to you forever. I'm going to close out with five little questions that I like to ask every guest. And then I'll let you go because I know I've been chatting your ear off. But could you please tell me something that you love? Crystal light lemonade. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Maybe I'm thirsty. I love that answer. Like in powder form or already made in the bottle? The powder form. Yes. Okay. Okay, good. I just want to make sure because if it was pre-made, I'd be like, oh, now I'm concerned. (laughs) Now I feel better. Okay. Something that you know. (laughs) I know that if you don't believe in yourself, no one else will. Something that you hate. I hate people who leave rude comments on social media. I really think because of like, I feel like I've learned this from the Real Housewives. I really do now just read them all as bots. Like, do you yeah, ever do that? where you are just like, these are all just hired bots. No, I no. mean, I, I <laughs> you're I like, love- no, that's not how it works. <laughs> no, because people are like, uh, you know, I get so personally attacked by oh, people, yeah, yeah. you know, when I'm just like repeating what I've heard and it's like ridiculous. So, no, I could do without that. Those okay. bad vibes. Yeah. Yeah. Bad, bad vibes. Yes. They're, yeah. Yes. OK. Last but not least, a quirky little fact about you. I've been wearing a retainer for like the past 20 years of my life religiously every night. I don't skip. So my teeth don't move. I, I'm like a freak about straight teeth. That's amazing. My, mine have all moved. Mine, like all of them. It's just that they move like the minute you stop wearing your retainer yeah. and it just shifts. And when you get older, they just start shifting. It's like crazy. I don't know. It's a gravity. Like what's going on <laughs> in your mouth? Like, so yeah, I'm a, I'm a, I'm religious and freakish about my retainer. That's very smart. It's very yeah. smart. Well, good on you. And I'm like, I'm glad. So we found out one fact about you. You have very straight teeth. So everyone <laughs> in New York City, if you're searching for Dumois, just look for someone with super duper straight teeth. Yeah. And it just might be them. Might be them. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Dumois. And yeah. I'm part of me wants to be like, if you do come to the convention in December, I don't know if I want to like, part of me is like, come say hello. But then also... I'm like, I, I don't know if I want, I, I kind of want to guess. Like, I don't know. All right. Do you Dude. want me to, do you want, I might actually send someone to the actual convention, but I'll be there. Like I'll be in Atlanta. Okay. Maybe I'll DM you. I don't know. Maybe. DM me. And then, okay. Yeah. We'll have to, yes. Cause part of me is like, Ooh, do I want to know? But then part of me like, doesn't want to know Santa Claus isn't real. I wanna okay. <laughs> but maybe we can still go have a drink and hang out sometime. Okay. I would like All that. Right. All right. Well, thank, thank you, you so much. much. A Super Bloom podcast is hosted by me, Candace King, produced by Melissa D. Mons and Diamond Imprint Productions, edited by Diane Kang, post-production sound by Coco Lawrence, and advertising partnership with ACAST.